Revelation, it says that we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. God knows who he is. He doesn't need for us to tell him who he is. He was and he is and he is to come. We sing this not because we need to remind him who he is, but because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Sing again, you are. Oh, you are. You are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. For you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. 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 For you are maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word, Jesus. Thank you for your promises. Thank you, God, that you are ever-present when we are in need. Thank you, God, that you, that we speak your name and you are there. Lord, this evening I praise you, God, for the ability to gather and worship in your name, to give you praise, Lord. I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I ask that your hand will be upon us as we listen to your word. Lord, I ask that you will let the anointing flow on Sister Becky. And Lord, that the words that you have for us will pierce our hearts. Lord, I thank you again. You are a good God. You are a faithful God. And you are loving. And Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Sister Milligan, if you want to come on up. Going to? I was here a while back, and I'm just going to. I like you guys. They were just worshiping. Did you notice that? They were just worshiping, and I, I bless you in the name of Jesus for being here on a Sunday night and worshiping the Lord. Nobody was telling them, hey, sing this, do that. They were just worshiping God. It's my privilege to be here on behalf of you and uh, Pastor Paul and Sister Kim and the family. They're on their way to San Antonio, and, you know, we pray uh, the presence of God is with them and to keep them safe on the road because that is a long journey. That's why I'm here and they're headed that way. And uh, But we do pray for those who are going to be making decisions concerning 
the body of Christ and the church of God. And uh, godliness exalts a nation, but sin is a curse to any people. And I believe that in these last days, say these last days. See, a lot of times when we say these last days, we think of everything negative. We think of everything that is kind of going wrong. But see, this group over here, I like them. I want to be over here visiting with them a little bit. You know, they make me they make me feel good, you know. I'm probably five times some of your age or whatever. But, uh, but you know what? They love Jesus. And don't get discouraged because old folks like us are saying... Sky's falling and everything's, the world's coming to an end. Well, one day the world is going to come in, but, but it's never going to come to an end in your life because you're worshiping Jesus, you're born again, and you're here tonight on a Sunday night uh, uh, enjoying the presence of the Lord. And so, so, see, what we have to kind of get beyond is all the negative. Touch your forehead say, Lord, help me. Aren't we living in an up and down world and and from day to day when you go to bed at night you don't know what you're going to hear the next morning when you if you turn on the news and if the news scares you don't turn it on turn on praise songs because I can tell you you get up I woke up this morning feeling fine I woke up with heaven on my mind I woke up with joy in my soul for I knew my Lord had control See, when you know he's in control, does it matter if you're young like these, if you're old like me? I kind of like being old because people kind of pity you. <laughs> well, some people, that is, you know. <laughs> no, I'm glad that God has allowed me to be a part of his kingdom. I'm glad I was taught the way of the Lord by my mother. And she brought me into the, to, uh, the body of Christ through her living example and taking us into church and doing what we could. I want you to turn over. I'm not going to maybe be lengthy, but I, I just feel like that God has spoken something out of uh, Psalms 24. And all of these songs, as I begin to hear these songs, it just kind of goes right along with what the Lord has been saying to me in Psalms 24. See, you really have to know somebody to know somebody. Did you just hear what I said? Sometimes I thought I knew people, but boy, did they sure have the wool over my eyes, you know? Did they sure... <laughs> Some people married the wrong man because they thought, you know, he was rich and famous and all of that. But all at once, they married nothing. If I was single, my pockets would jingle. No, listen to me tonight. Because Jesus is the Lord of lords. He's the King of kings. And he's getting ready to come again. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, back when I had black hair, today and forever. Aren't you glad he never changes? Aren't you glad you young people have hope in the Lord? 
Don't listen to all of us that are saying, well, the sky's falling and everything's breaking down. Just go ahead serving Jesus. Go ahead playing your life around what God has called you to be. As you get older and older, go ahead and tell the Lord, I'm going to line up and sign up for whatever you have me. I feel like every one of us need to be saying in these days. He said in the last days, Men shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. But oh, in the same book, (laughs) the Word of God, he said, In the last day saith God, I will, I love the I will of God. He said, I will pour out my spirit. On all flesh, your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men are going to see vision. Guess what? You're old are going to dream dreams. Well, you know, I'm still dreaming dreams, but I'm seeing the now of God for this generation unfold. I'm not looking behind and talking about what it used to be and what they used to be and what they used to do. I say, Jesus Christ, Hebrews 13 and 8, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he was ever a Savior, he's a Savior tonight. If he was ever a healer, he's a healer tonight. If he ever was a deliverer, he's a deliverer tonight. And he deserves worship and honor and praise. He is still King of kings and Lord of lords. Heaven and earth will pass away, but he said, my word shall never pass away. Who is his word? Jesus is the word of God. I'm about to get excited. I need to settle down a little bit, don't I? Too old to get this excited, but that's what keeps me excited about the the things of the Lord. I I come to tell you tonight and ask you something. Who is your king of glory? What have we been talking about? Poor old pitiful me. Something must have happened to him. <laughs> oh, we don't, you know. If you if you get fearful watching the news, cut it off. Put you on a praise report. Put you on a testimony that somebody just gave God that they were healed of cancer, that they were dying, or once they was lost, but now they're found. They were blind, but thank God now they see. Put you on some praise music and just kind of dance around. I dance around to my own music. I'll make up my own song to sing praise unto God. But I want to go to the book of Psalms into Psalms 24, and most of you know it, but there's a declaration. It's really talking about a pure heart, but that very first verse, see, a lot of people think they're in charge. The next one, you can get real put together, but I'm just going to tell you who I am. I'm just going to give you what the Lord says. you understand? He said, the earth is whose? Oh, the earth, you're just, you know, I believe in taking your garbage out and doing what you need, and now you, they've got a bucket for everything. 
You go put your garbage out, and you got to put this over here in this one. Then you got to drive around, and then this goes over here. And if I'm making uh, the ecologists, if we got any of them in here, and I'm kind of upsetting you, I just tell you one day it's all going to be consumed and ain't going to be nothing. But there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. And I'm not saying to not try to uh, salvage the earth, but I got a story to tell you the earth is gonna burn with the fervent heat one of these days God's gonna set it on fire and the people of God are gonna rise to meet him in the air and then he said you're gonna have a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness I'm getting ready to leave this world not because I'm old but because I've read the book. And I'm seeing signs unfold. And I said, thank you, Lord. I read that over there in Ezekiel. I read that in the book of Revelation. I read that through the apostles. What they said in the last days, perilous times. Anybody seeing some perilous time? Men shall be, again, lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. He said, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Let me tell you, group of young people, the Holy Ghost is real. Jesus is God's only begotten son and God the Father is sitting high and Jesus at his right hand and the Holy Spirit is going to and fro in the earth touching our lives touching our minds touching our emotions aren't you glad you're a part of the family of God say thank you Lord He said, the earth is the Lord's, and he knows how to take care of it. And I say that again. The earth is the Lord's. Yeah, I don't like people to throw garbage in my yard. Do you? No. So I don't throw my garbage in my yard. I have to put it in something here and there and then take it out to the few miles down the road and See which bin? One of these days I might forget how to read. And somebody will say, hey, you put that in the wrong bin. Then I'll need a young man or someone to come. It's all right. It's all right to talk like this in church. Because let me tell you, we're preserving the earth. But I just told you what's going to happen. Heaven and earth that we know it are going to pass away. Is that not what the Word of God said? But he said, behold, I make all things new. I make all things new. How many of you like new things? Every woman in here should have raised your hand. Because you know you like new things. You've been nagging your husband or somebody, or you've been putting back pennies and nickels and dimes thinking, I really want that picture, or I really want that rug, or I really want that piece of furniture. And so you start putting it back at a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. But can I tell you, don't get so attached to this earth that you get forget the promises of God, that you become more in 
involved in the flesh life than you do the faith life. But here the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Do you know what he's just stating there? Everybody belongs to me. All souls are mine. That's the word of God. Some people have just got traitors, heady, high-minded. That's what the word of God said. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. I did it my way. Somebody sang that song one time. And I'm thinking, how'd it work out for you? Anybody done some things your way? It didn't work out too good. And you had to do a turnaround, and, and you had to say, Lord, I, I, I thought I was doing right, you know. Some of you young people, you've probably already done a few things that you thought, I wish I hadn't have done that. See, I can tell it's in your eyes, but that's all right. You've got plenty of time to get it right. I feel the Holy Spirit in the house. I feel God saying, tell them I love them. Tell them I'm glad they're here on a Sunday evening when they could be sweating out there in the yard or somewhere. They could have stayed home and flipped back and watched a re rerun of Andy Griffith and had some, <laughs> had some laughter. Do you understand? But you know what? I'm just going to hurry up here now. He said, for he hath founded it upon the seas. And established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He said, who's going to approach me? And then he gives the answer. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing of the Lord. How many of you like blessings? Don't you like to be blessed? My birthday was this past week. And I got a few blessings and I liked it. I liked it. Had a little surprise dinner with some friends from our church. I didn't know. Some of the ladies, I didn't know anything about it. But they had wanted to uh, uh, take me out, and, and it was a surprise, and, and I, and I kind of like things. He said, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing of the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. I tell you, God is pouring out blessings still today. He is pouring out help and hope, and I still came with good news today. Jesus is still alive and well, and he's still, according to Ephesians 3 and 20, able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in you. I'm a believer. I believe he'll still heal. He'll still deliver. He is still on the throne and he's almighty God. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. We really ought to shout on that because he never changes. He'll always be a savior. He'll always be a forgiver. Anybody besides me since you got saved had to be forgiven? Probably before I get home. Oh, 
you know, cars get in my way. I just go, they don't know what that means. I know. Get out of my way. And then you know what the Lord does? He said, if you want to get there sooner, you should have left earlier. That's kind of how the Lord talks to me. He just tries to tell me in plain language because I'm a little hillbilly, you know. I, oh, I did live up north, worked for Abbott Laboratories over 25 years in North Chicago, Illinois. But I'm so glad to get back home. And I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here tonight. But he said, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessings of the Lord and righteousness for the God of salvation. He said, This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face. A lot of people just want what's in your hand. You understand? They're seeking the hand of God. They get into trouble. They kind of get a, 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 like the prodigal son, step out of line with what God has for them. But when they find themselves in the midst of pain, in the midst of everything broken down, and in the midst of misery, they, he came to himself. He said, <laughs> I think he probably said, how dumb I am. I spent all my fortune all my inheritance foolishly, but I know where my father is. I'm going to tell you, if you know who your father, where you, who your father is, he allows turnarounds. He is still forgiving. He is still loving. He is still singing, come home. <laughs> He's still sending out a clarion call all over the world. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. Not just a mind thing, but a heart and a soul thing. When he really gives you peace, when he really comes in and he says, you don't have to worry about that anymore. I've already taken care of that. I believe some of you have been maybe in a little worry mode, but God's saying tonight, I've got you covered in that area. I've got you covered about that. Mary and Martha, oh, Lazarus already dead, but Jesus came. Now, this is the part I want to talk about a few minutes. That was all commercial. Well, you know, before you, you go to a movie, you know, and they play all of these pictures and all of these things, that wasn't what you went for. They tell you the name of this, and then they show you popcorn <laughs> and all kind of sodas and anything that they have out there that they want to sell. They've got to they've tell you all about that before you get to see what you paid the money for. You know what they're doing? They're trying to make you hungry. They're trying to make you thirsty. I'm just throwing out a few crumbs. Hope somebody gets hungry for God tonight. Hope somebody leaves here with a craving and a thirst. A deep thirst, say, God, I've got to know you more. I've got to have more of you. I've got to draw nigh to you. Because you say, he said, if you'll draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. 
That's the God that loves you. That's the God you serve. See, (laughs) some are listening to the wrong story. And they're listening to somebody that's confused about who this King of Kings and the Lord is. Listen to what he's saying. Lift up your heads, all you guys. He's really talking to Jerusalem. He's talking to his people. They were walled in by gates. And be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Sometimes we shut him out. We shut him out in our mind. And sometimes we get discouraged. Well, I'm just not going to praise anymore. And so we kind of sulk for a little while. And we just try to uh, uh, clear everything and think, well, why about, what about this? Why didn't God come through? Mary and Martha said, I called you four days ago. He was really sick. But now you stayed. and, And now you're coming. And the only place you're going to see Lazarus, you're not going to see him, but he's in the tomb there. Do you know he opens up tombs? And he opens up wounds. And he opens up wounds. Anybody ever been hurt? You don't have to raise your hand. We all have. We've been lied on, cheated, talked about, mistreated. Abuse, scorn, <laughs> but as long as I've got King Jesus. See, we've got to keep him the ultimate focus of our life. And that's what he's saying here when he starts asking, lift up your heads. And the king of glory, and then he said, well, who is your king of glory? Let me ask you, who truly is your king of glory? A lot of people have a false perception. Of who the king of glory is. A lot have lost heart. Because he didn't come the instant. Mary and Martha lost heart. In the book of John 11. Because they said we we called you. We told you. Down the road we kept telling people. Tell Jesus that Lazarus is sick. But now here you are. And he's dead. Maybe someone in here has had something to die on you lately. I don't mean your flesh and blood. I've lost some loved ones. Just got a call on the way over here that a lady that was a member of our church for years, her daughter, they found her dead this morning. But what I'm talking about So many times we lose sight who this king of glory is. And we become fearful. We become frustrated. A lot of times in looking around in the world, I hear all kinds of comments and, well, what's going on? What's going to, you know? Listen, I'm not looking to Washington for our answers. I'm going to pray for the government of this nation. I'm going to pray for those that have the rule over us about many things. But I'm going to tell you where my throne lies. It's in the heavenly. And I'm going to wake up early in the morning, go to bed, talking to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm going to cast all my care upon him because he cares for 
for us. I'm going to take my petitions beyond the, the lawyers of this world, beyond the authorities of this world. And because I'm a child of God, I'm a daughter of the King of Kings, I can come boldly to the throne room of God and bring my petitions and bring my hurts and bring my unknown factors and cast all my care upon him because he can. Isn't that great? You know what I say to that? I like you, God. I really like you. Well, I'll say more than that. I love him. I love him because he is my everything. I'm not just coming here to try to tear down somebody. I'm going to build you up on your most holy faith because Jesus Christ, Hebrews 13 and 80, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. He still saves. He still heals. <laughs> he still is the know-it-all, and he's still the can-do-it-all. And we're going to get into that just a little bit, and then we'll go home. He's the know-it-all, and he's the can-do-it-all. But here's the question I want to ask you again. Who is your king of glory? How much do you trust your king of glory? I've had people look at me right in the face. They knew they weren't going to do what they were telling me. I've had a saying, you lie, you fry. You don't repent. Because all liars, is that not Bible? All liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. So children, don't be lying. Young people, you know, always tell the truth, even if it gets you a whooping. I always loved, I was one of 11. I loved to tell on the other 10 if it was something that was negative. I'd love to run. Oh, Mom, Jim did that. Jimmy did that. Oh, Frida. Frida was the cause of that, Mama. <laughs> but you know what? Even back then, when I'm a little girl, the know-it-all knew it all. He knew I was becoming a liar sometimes. I didn't want to get. But you know what? Even at a year early age, when I would say something off base, he would speak to me. He'd say, ah, I don't believe you told that right. And then I'd have to run back crying, Sue, with tears in my, oh, Mama, it was me. I broke that base. It was me, Mama, that got the mud all over me by sliding down the hill, swinging from a rope over a culvert. <laughs> She said, you're going to kill yourself. That was the fun. We didn't have all the toys and, and all the mechanics. If we could find a rope and a hill, or even if we could find a big hill that was kind of muddy and we had a, a, a piece of cardboard box, boy, we could fly down there. And uh, uh, sometimes, you know, hurt ourselves a little bit, but we got up and dusted all. Can I tell you, I've come to tell you, God still has a plan for your life. No matter what you've been going through, no matter what somebody else thinks of you, no matter what others are saying about you, whether it's your family, your friends, I've come by here to tell you tonight, if you know who is your king of glory, look at somebody, ask them, who is your king of glory? They don't have to answer. They don't have to answer. But I'm, I'm going to tell you a couple of things about this king of glory. 
first of all, this king of glory... In Numbers 23, 19, 20, he cannot lie. God is not a man that he should lie, or the son of man that he should have to repent. He said, hath he not spoken? Shall he not bring it to pass? Do you understand? I'm telling you who this king of glory is. Because sometimes I've kind of got down on him, you know, a little bit. Well, Lord, I thought by now you'd be doing this, or I thought by now this would have happened. I thought by now. A <laughs> whole lot of things that happened. I just turned 76. So uh, I, I, by now, I thought there'd be a whole lot of things more that might have happened when I was in my 20s and my 30s. Then I got to my 40s. And then I got to my 50s. And I started being a little, uh, you know, a little hopeless and thinking, well, maybe. <laughs> but you know what? I've had a happy life. I don't regret a mile, brother, that I've walked, that I've walked for the Lord. I don't regret one trial that I've had to go through because I didn't go through it alone. Do you understand? When you know who your king of glory is, though all hell is sell you, the king of glory is still on the throne. Mary and Martha said, oh, no, he waited too late, and now my brothers die dead. But, oh, Jesus had already told some of them, I'm going up there, and I'm going to raise him from the dead. He already knew that last. It didn't take word from Mary and Martha. Some of you are sitting here, and you've been a little discouraged because God didn't use your time slot. God didn't do it your way. God didn't just open up everything the first First time a tear ran down my face, and I said, oh, hallelujah. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How do you get your, you don't, you don't get too much renewed waiting. <laughs> it's when you're willing to wait, and then all at once the answer shows up, and he comes through, and you thought, Whew. What a God you are. Well, so why don't we just learn to praise him anyhow? Whether we have it or we don't have it. Whether we see it or we don't see it. Why don't we just get in the mode every morning, get up and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Every day I will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know what will happen before morning, but I know who holds the night. I know who will lead me through the valley of the shadow of death. I know who is the know-it-all and the know-it-all knows it all and I know the know-it-all. Only problem, he doesn't tell me all. <laughs> so sometimes, Sherry, I have to wait in faith believing when I don't like it, Sue. I don't like it. Anybody in here like to wait? No hands went up. Who is your king of glory? I'll skip some of these. He's, he's not a God that he should lie. He's not a God that he should change. Hebrews 13 and 8. I won't say what came to my mind. Because there's a whole lot of people in this world in high places. And if they're talking, they're lying. A half-truth, I've said for years, is a whole lie. <laughs> a half-truth is a whole lie. And I didn't come to bring us down. I come to tell you 
that he can he does not change. Hebrews 13 and 8 says Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And see, don't get upset when you see everybody holding the banners for the wrong thing. Just pray that they don't go to hell. Pray that they'll get learn, they'll come to the knowledge of the truth and accept Jesus uh, and, and will come to know him. Uh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Aren't you glad that you've got a friend in Jesus? Aren't you glad as soon as you come cognitive of your God's given you another day that you can say, thank you, Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. So you see, he's a God that cannot lie. He's a God that cannot change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the God that cannot fail. Oh, he never fails. Mary and Martha said, you failed us. We sent you word. You've been to our house. We've said together and we've eaten meals together and as soon as we send the message you waited four days and now here you come and, 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 and Lazarus is there he said just take me where he is when I said that I heard the Lord say some have been a little a little bit out of character with me because they think I failed them but the answer's on the way. Look at somebody saying answers on the way. See, I don't know what you've been praying, and I won't say that except the Lord told me to say that. Your answer's on the way. Do you know God? God does not set us up for failure. He sets us up to grow in faith. Can I say that again? And I don't like it sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? He does not set us up for failure. But then we think, well, God, if I'd been you, I would have done this. That's what Mary and Martha said. Well, we called, and remember, we're your friends. You come by our house. We always have a standing invitation for you to come to our house. Has everybody, anybody ever looked out the window and said, oh, no. All at once, the lights go off. Oh, I know nobody in here would have done that. I've knocked on hospital doors. People didn't want me to come in because a couple of people that were in there, they, and they just not come to the door. So I just stand outside the door. I touch the door and say, God, you know what's going on. Maybe, maybe sleep. I heard him talk, though. Maybe they're just not ready for this thing to come in. But you know what? I didn't leave there hurt. I didn't leave there hateful. I didn't leave there, well, it's there. No, 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 no. Because, see, I would have been as wrong as they are. Do you understand? Bless them that what? Curse you. Do good to them. Let me get back up here, okay? That despitefully use you. Now, you may not be going through any of these things I'm talking about, but God needs you in this now season for his cause. God needs us at our optimum every day for the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He needs us fine-tuned every day before we go out the door.
Because I'm going to tell you, we're going to hear a lot of things. We're going to see a lot of things. A lot of things will plain disgust you. But I can't let that disgusting spirit get a hold of me. Because if I let, brother, if I let that disgusting spirit get a hold of me, I will lose sight of the harvest. And I'll get disgusted at the harvest rather than the act that somebody, do you understand what I'm saying? There's times I'm sure Jesus said, get her out of here. She's got stinking thinking. I know nobody here has stinking thinking. Anybody cause yourself a little breakdown sometimes? Because you got to thinking, and the more you thought, the more your story, you weren't even talking, but it was in your mind. And you you formulated a whole story of what was going to happen because of one point that you knew had happened. And all at once, the enemy gets in there and he starts playing on our mind and we start writing the story. Well, if they did that, it's probably going to turn into this. I tell myself sometimes, shut up. I'm not saying a word, but in my mind, do you understand? In my mind, the enemy wants to play out his version of what he wants you to fear after. He wants to give you his version of the story, and he wants to make you fear and cause you to, to kind of doubt God. And they say, well, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Jesus said, just, well, just tell me where he is. Just show me where he is. Why? Because he's a God that cannot fail. He's a God that cannot fail. He's a God that knows how to do unto him again, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. We ask her that. We have to guard our mind and our hearts and our emotions in the days we're living in. We really do. Because some people just want to get in a boxing match with their mouth. You understand? On the other side of life, that people, but we've got to find a way to have mercy on the ones that are totally wrong. Who's going to be able to tell them? If I'm talking about, well, they're just far out and they're not, you know, and God's going to get to, Well, I want God to get them, but in the right way, not the wrong way, you know. <laughs> you know, I want God to deal with them. <laughs> I want God to speak to them. <laughs> I don't need to be talking so much about the problem. <laughs> I need to be telling about the promise. Do you understand? I need to keep telling people in their worst day, in their worst loss, in the worst situation because my king of glory never fails and instead of talking the problem over and over and well if you'd have done this well I didn't do that well if you'd done it this way I didn't do it that way but let me tell you here comes Jesus and he knows how to turn every situation that was glory into glory he knows how to take Everything that seems is overwhelming us. And just instantly say, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. 
neither let it be afraid. A lot of people are fearful since COVID. A lot of people just haven't gotten out of the house. And then there's some they can go to the stores and things, but they can't come to church. I'll leave that with them and the Lord and with you. Let me just give me three more things. He's the God who cares. Say, my God cares. Because haven't we all been there sometimes? That's what Martha said. She was the talker. Mary sat still in the house. She's in there, I think, kind of meditating. You know what? Our brother died. But Jesus surely is on his way. And maybe, just perhaps, in your worst problem, throw your cares. Cast your cares upon him. Young people, you're growing up in a world. Dream your dreams. Go to college if you want to. Or, or go to some uh, a schooling that you want. Do what you feel God is calling you to do. And don't listen to some of our negative things. You understand? Because don't get negative like us, okay? Because the sky's not falling. God wants you all to have a, a beautiful life. And if we aren't careful, we're, we're kind of making them fearful. Well, what, what, what's all this about? And you know what? Just turn on your praise music when you're getting ready for school and go ahead and sing uh, uh, whether your family likes you to sing. Just go ahead and sing. Tell them that preacher there gave me the authority to get up and sing of the morning <laughs> and to praise my Lord. No, you understand what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of negative. We've been seeing, especially the last two years, fear has torment. It'll torment your mind. It'll captivate your life. It'll keep you in such a, 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 a mental anguish until it will cause physical problems for many people. Say, Lord, help me not to fear. You know why? Because he's a God that cares. First Peter 5 and 7 says, casting all your care upon him. I just got a glimpse of my mom years ago out in the backyard under the trees. We didn't have an electric uh, washing machine. Uh, it was the scrub board. And I could see her with the scrub board. Her knuckles, most of the time, were skinned and scabbed because she had boys' socks and pants, jeans and things and shirts where they'd play out in the mud and things. And she's out there. And it was a tough thing. It was a tough thing. And there was no ringer, so you had, this was the ringer, you know. You know, I guess I'm too old for this congregation, but uh, it was, but, but you know what? Let me tell you what she's singing. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. And she'd start singing that. She'd get to that chorus. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear these burdens alone. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Jesus can help me. 
Jesus alone. He's a God who cares. Some of you are bearing your own burdens, and God wants to touch you tonight. God wants to redevelop the mindset. God, He doesn't always. He did stay four days, and Lazarus died. But he went and raised him. He's the God who cares. He's not only the God who cares, he's the God who can. Luke one thirty seven. Mary said, you're saying I'm going to have a baby? Uh, I think you forgot I'm not married. Haven't known a man. And I'm going to, the angel said, the Power of the highs shall come upon you. And you're going to have a baby. Do you know how fearful that young teenager would have been back in those days? And that's why Joseph went ahead and took her and put her away privately so she wouldn't be bothered by all the naysayers and the pointing of the finger people. And I know where she's been. I know. I know. But, oh, it was truly the Spirit of God. Let me tell you, he's the God who cares. But he's the God that can do all things. He said to Mary when she said, I don't even know a man. He said, for with God, nothing is impossible. And I can tell you, he's the God who can do exceedingly. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. But then he zeroes back into us according to the power that works where? In the preacher. No, the preacher's gone down the road, uh, 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 pedaling down the road tonight getting to San Antonio but let me tell you I'm sure he's been praying for this service but you see I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should have to repent has he not spoken shall he not bring it to pass I've got family members that don't believe they believe Jesus walked on the earth. They believe he's just a man. And when they die, they're just going to die. That's my own family that have been and heard me preach. And they know what I stand for. But they're just thinking, Aunt Beck is getting too old. And she's far out. That Jesus. But you know what I tell him? Hallelujah anyhow. I believe one of these days, the trump of God's going to sound, the dead in Christ are going to rise, then we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And he said, comfort one another with those words. Plug that in somewhere and think about it, because he's a God who can. He's the God who cares, and he's the God who comes. I said, yeah, where's Jesus? It's on the fourth day. Let me tell you, young people, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord to give you your answers. Talk to your parents. Talk to your pastor if you need to. Tell what hurts you. It's all right. It's all right. But then take it to Jesus. 
learn on the good days to talk to Jesus and on the bad days? I know none of y'all get mad, do you? No, no, no. You're winning, though. You're going to win over there. Hey, I agree with you. Sometimes I tell people I'd rather slap them than lay hands on them and pray for them. But I've decided you can't slap, slap the devil <laughs> or hell out of anybody. Do you understand? But you can pray. You can. See, they'll remember that down the road somewhere. But I want them to understand God loves you. And he's got a plan for your life now. And and we as adults don't think that you're the only one that kind of get a little squirrely and, and you get a little aggravated at God. Well, I thought, God, that's what Mar Mary Martha, there's just plain aggravated with Jesus. They thought as soon as he got the word, he would have got on that donkey, and as fast as that donkey would go on, he would have been there before Lazarus died, and he had healed him from being sick. But God always has a plan, and the plan has a purpose behind it. Isn't that good? I'll come back again and, and preach those two words there sometime. But see, he's a God that can. He's a God that cares, and he's the God that comes. <laughs> oh, he said, I won't leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I will help you. He said, cast in all of our cares because he cares for you. <laughs> he had already told him, I'm going to go up. Lazarus died. And I'm going to go up and wake him out of the sleep. That's what he had already told him. You can read it there in John 11. And he had told him, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Listen, we're living. I could go on and on, and so I'll shut this so I don't see nothing more. And uh, But we're living in a turbulent time, aren't we? We're living in days of uncertainty. We're living when this one's against that one and this group against that group. You know what? Pray for those that are off base in the Lord. See, it's easy to get an attitude with them, especially if we've been in the faith. How in the world could they believe that? But a lot of people weren't raised in church. They weren't raised to believe in God, and they're holding their banners to kill kids for all types of, uh, of relationships, one with another. And, and see, I didn't come to here to be controversial, but I came here to unify the body. How many of you like sauerkraut? How I many just don't like sauerkraut? Most people don't like sauerkraut. It's like, uh, if they set it on the table. Well, you know, sometimes I don't like what I see people marching for. But if I just pick up rocks and stones, I won't be too caring. And if he's the God that cares, then I need to be the preacher that cares. If he's the God that comes, then I need to be the preacher that could come and deal with somebody and in mercy and in love and in kindness. Because, see, 
the more rocks I throw, it just moves them further away. Do you understand? Because some of them have never been reared in a church. They've never been taken to Sunday school. They've never been taught John 3.16. They've lived in a world that had nothing but what man thought about everything. And so this group has gotten with that group. And, and uh, don't throw dirt already on dirty people. Because this God who comes, that woman at the well, I'm sure as some saw him talking to her, he's the prophet. He's the man of the hour. He's come to earth. You know what? I saw him over there with that woman of Samaria. She's drawing water, and he's over there talking to her. Don't he know who she was? Hallelujah. He knew who she was and he made up his mind. I must needs go through Samaria. You read that. He got up that morning. He said, I got to go through Samaria. Why? Oh, sometimes God wants us to hold our tongue, hold our emotions, hold our ideology. I'm not saying I will ever condone what his word condemns, but I've got to find a way to care for a lost soul, to care for someone Jesus cares we used to sing that song like I said that my mama sang over the wash bucket someone to care all my troubles to bear and we live in a world that if we aren't careful anything that doesn't seem to fit us as believers we don't have to like it but we've got to love the person and I tell people I want to try to love hell out of people I want to try to get them to Jesus I want to try to get them to where they know Jesus loves you come as you are because you'll leave as he is I'll probably close on that. Come as you are. See, why would somebody want to come to our church if we're always bashing on Facebook? Who? I ask myself daily, who do you want to go to hell? And then I answer myself, well, Lord, nobody. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Sometimes you've got to go ahead and forgive them before he's got a hold of them. Do you understand? We've got to find a wave, a way to weave a pattern into the harvest in this last day without taking a bucket of mud. Does that make sense to anybody? We've got, I will never condone what his word condemns. And I say that again because somebody may think, well, that woman, maybe Pastor Paul to get somebody else next time. No, tell him, give me one more chance, okay? No. I said, I will never condone what his word condemns. But Jesus was ostracized from his own people. I'm sure they said, did you see who he was just talking to? Don't he know who that woman is? That's why he went there. He knew she needed a Savior. He cares he can't save, and he came. He comes. 
And sometimes we've got a lean back. You can think right about that, you understand? You need to get your thoughts right because it's not his will. Any parish, but all come to repentance. Say, all come to repentance. All come to repentance. She said, well, where are you here? Well, uh, uh, you know, he's wanting to drink. Well, you don't even have anything to draw water. He said, oh, but if you knew who I was. See, we've got to be able to get to people to tell them who Jesus really is. Do you understand? Because sometimes from our life, they're thinking that he's hateful and he mean and he's cutting us all off and, and he don't want to have fellowship. He ate with the publicans and the sinners. Why? He said, we are the light of the world, not the light of the church. We are the image in the earth of who he is. So i got to get back in there and dig it out a little more and say, now here's, who, here's what he would do that. This Milligan girl would say, not on their life. Are we understanding what the Holy Spirit's saying to us here tonight at Alcorn River Church of God? He's saying he loves us, but we've all got a work to do. I don't know if you want to go to the piano, sis, and just play something, or if you had a song or whatever. Let me tell you, I want to rededicate my life right now. I want to say, Jesus, help me. To be, no, 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 don't take. I will never condone what his word condemns. But how was he going to get the message? Because nobody else is going. None of them holy disciples going over there and talk to that woman at 12. So he just said, I'm going to get up. And he said, I must needs. It's necessary. Sometimes God's kind of hitting on us. And we'll say, Lord, give that assignment to somebody else. You must have forgot who I am. I don't do that kind of assignment. Listen, start listening from the time you get up till you go to bed. What is my, what is my job today? Whether I'm working. Whether I'm in the grocery store, whether I'm driving down in my car. You know, I don't know about over here, but over in Knoxville, there's just a lot of people standing at the corners where the Walmart is and, and they uh, homeless, helpless, no food, and they're wanting money. I'm not saying that every one of them are homeless or helpless, but I, you know what God had to do? He had to realign my thinking. Because he's had at least three times for me to drop a few bucks. Did they look like somebody I would have just wanted to give money to? Did they look like that? See, I don't know where they've been, but I bless them. I give them $3. I bless them. It gave me an opportunity to look them in the eyes. I don't know. Sherry, I don't know. But when I move with compassion, people say, well, you're crazy. Well, Jesus did a few things 
off kilt with the church, didn't he? If they'd seen him, he's over there talking to that woman. If he's Jesus, he knows what kind of life she's in. That's why he went over there. Because he knew she needed a Savior. Do you understand what we're saying? This king, who is your real king of glory? Is he just somebody that gives you a little happy pill every day? You go on your way and I'm happy and let them stay on their side of the fence and we'll stay. No, no, no. He said, go into the highways and the byways. Go into the hedges and compel them to come in. <laughs> that there may be room in my house. He's not talking about this house. He's talking about that house. That they will be in heaven. Bow your heads just a moment. Say your silent prayer for just a moment. And after that, if anybody wants prayer, just wants to come up to kneel or to me to lay hands on them, you could come up, but let's just just go right ahead and play, sis. If you want to sing something, sing a chorus or something. Yes, Lord. We're going to wait on you a moment, Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. He goes before me. somebody you, you just feel like you've been almost like breathless you don't even know exactly what it's all about but you're saying I need something lifted off of me if you'll just come I'll pray over you because I believe that the Lord can relieve you don't be ashamed that's what church is for that's what it's all about that's what it's all about Sister didn't talk, 
is. I don't know what all of her needs is, but I can just tell by the look on her face, the burden that I see in her heart, Lord. You know exactly. You said casting all of our cares upon you because you care, Jesus. You really do care. <laughs> she identifies with other women in the Bible and it seems like she feels well Jesus you came to them but I, you haven't come to me but tonight God I'm asking you to heal the broken pieces the burden the heaviness of heart I feel loneliness in her oh God You say, cast all of your cares upon me. Because you said, I care for you. So tonight, God, tears are a language that you understand. You know exactly as we're here in prayer for one of your children. She was bold enough to get up immediately and come. Oh, Lord, you help Mary and Martha. you raised her up the people said we needed her we need her and you came to the Lord throughout the word of God the Shulamite woman in the Old Testament her son lay dead upon the bed and she sat on and went to Jesus and oh God you raised him up you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Take this burden that she's casting upon you. Lord, help her. Turn things around. Work a miracle in her behalf, God. We're not beggars, we're believers. And as believers, we're back there, maybe you're just saying, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus. I want Jesus to be pleased with my life. I want to be able to be the witness. I want to pray for you because God has more. What's your first name? God said you're like a sponge right now, wanting to soak in the reality of what God wants to do in these last days, and to bear the burden, and to be part of the, not the problem, but part of the process that brings the promise of God. Lord, you see Beverly tonight. And I noticed her in service, just reaching out to you. Reaching out to you, God. 
they that hunger and thirst after righteousness never had personal talks with her I don't know all that you've put in her life what her assignment is in life but it concerns people God the harvest truly is great you said in your day but the laborers are few pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers I'm praying over a laborer God a laborer God to know in the name of Jesus 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 someone else want prayer someone else want to be more like Jesus and you say I'm available for God to use me this couple they're available for God to use them I believe God wants everyone to be used for the kingdom of God we don't have time to waste we don't have time son come here take a little oil on your finger you take that there silence and on his head and her head okay because I'm going to tell you God's got greater things for you God's got greater things for you That's right, young people, come on. Anybody that wants to come. Heavenly Father, tonight, it's not by our might, not by our power, but it's by your Spirit. I sense a deep hunger to grow more in the Lord and to be even a greater servant. They've got servant hearts. I don't even know them by name, but I know by the Spirit of the Lord that there is more, God, more. You've called us all to be servants. You've called us all to wash one another's feet, to bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. God, keep them sensitive. Speak to them in the nighttime hours, at the high noon hours. Lead them, guide them, direct them, and empower them for their service to you in this now. Could you come up here? Come here, Sue. She's from our church. She loves Jesus. You've been going through not death in your body, but a valley of the shadow of death that you kind of see things dying around you. But God says they're going to live and not die. See, I haven't talked to her. I don't know what it's all about. But I know when the Holy Spirit says something to me, I'm going I'm to call it out in the name of Jesus. Has this been happening in your mind? Fear. Fear has torn me in. And you're trying to say, Lord, I'm doing all I can. I know to do. And you are. But see that the trial of your faith, 1 Peter 1 and 7, being much more precious than gold that perishes, 
I'll be honest with you, I don't equate trials precious. Do you understand? Probably none of us do, but in my lifetime, I've watched God make trials become precious, valuable pieces. I feel like God's telling everyone in here, if you've got a loved one that's kind of dream, just start praying for them right now. Join hands with somebody by you or whatever, because I really feel... Father, I thank you for Sue coming tonight. I didn't know she was going to come. Girl from Knoxville, South Knoxville, to come and be in this service because she didn't know was going to give her a word of knowledge. But God, you're always working. And you're working in behalf of what Sue has cast upon you. Oh, I know it's being like, Lord, there's a deep crevice there. And if you don't come through, we're going to fall into that. I don't have it. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know how to get it. I don't know what else to do. But if she has come in obedience tonight, saying, Lord, I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee. Blessed Savior, I surrender all. And Lord, I'm asking this week to unveil some of the answers that she needs. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. What's your name, son? Isaac. What's your name? Your sister. Well, then, brother and sister can hold hands, right? You know what? God's got more. I see a hunger. I saw a hunger up on the platform. You can come and stand behind me. See, if anybody wants to come, I don't keep people from coming to help us pray. Because I believe we're all believers. Yeah, you young people, if you want to come and help, that's okay. That's okay. Because you know what? Jesus, just move on over here. Move on behind you. Right? Okay. Yeah, anybody. You know what? We've got to teach the young people. They can lay hands. And people can be healed by your hand. Just keep loving Jesus. How old are you, son? Ten years old. Love Jesus, don't you? And just keep loving. Listen, you won't be perfect. Jesus. Let me tell you, God says more. I hear him say more. And he's given you the scripture, James. Draw nigh to God. Keep drawing nigh. Keep hungering and thirsting. You don't have to make anything happen. But I can tell you, he's going to use you in the laying on of hands. And you're going to see victories. But God, always, if you're in somebody's house, ask them, would it be all right? You understand? Because I believe in being under the authority of the house if the, the pastor's not here, so he kind of gave me liberty tonight. But let me tell you, don't back down. Don't look back. No matter who scoffs at you. No matter who says, my back, young brother and sister, 
Well, they could be out having fun. You're having fun in the house tonight, aren't you? Keep having fun in the house. Because one day you're going to the big house. And down here, hallelujah, what you down here, what you do down here for the Lord will give you the position that he's going to give you up there. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, you see this brother and sister. I call them up on the platform. And I knew I probably was going to be praying for them. And Lord, I see they love you. I see that they're here on a Sunday evening. <laughs> when they could have been doing other things with their friends somewhere. Sitting somewhere, getting something to eat. But they chose to come music in the house of the Lord on this Sunday evening. And God, you've got a great grace assignment upon them. Even in the now, not when they grow older. I take their hands. God, anoint them to lay hands on the sick and let the sick be healed. Anoint these hands to lay hands on those troubled with demonic activity and let them set the captive free because that's what you sent the church to do in the first century church and in this last day church and I pray God tonight that you will just allow them even as they go home tonight know that something that you just elevated them to another level in the power of your presence. Not for their glory, but for your glory and for the good of the people that they're going to help. And I thank you, Lord, as they surrender all. In Jesus' name, amen. shout out for now say it again for now I just felt the Holy Spirit when I said for now you that are sitting back there if you would just put your little hand up toward these who has the oil if you would just come and 
the head of everyone. Is this all right if we just obey the Lord? This generation, they have it all in school. This generation, they're mocked, they're scoffed, they're laughed at. But this is the generation. He said, your sons and daughters will prophesy. These sons and these daughters are going to prophesy. You're literally going to prophesy. What's your name again? Eli.
you singers for just going ahead and singing. Thank you, young people, for coming up here with this little gray-haired woman. I still got energy, don't I? Yeah. You know what? I thank your pastor and his precious wife for allowing me to come when he was gone.